This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. My name's Greg Abbott and you're listening to the Blue Army podcast. Enjoy. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Billet. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs and I listen to the Blue Army podcast. My name is Toby Show Silva and welcome to the Blue Army podcast. Um, hang on, I've just hit recording just to see if like anything stops being a bit fucking stop-starty because for me, I don't know about you guys, but for me the audio is very choppy at the moment. How about you? Yeah, that was really choppy. <laughs> oh, there was a little bit of chop there. Oh, yeah. that was choppy. Just cuts yeah. out every once in a while. But it is it's now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know how good or bad it's going to be. Hopefully it kind of stabilises itself. Um, I've tried to do the usual things uh, and hopefully we'll get away with it. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's not filling me with loads of confidence the way that you two are kind of like jittering about the place. Mm. Um be better off if I stop my video and I don't know if that's going to maybe speed things up a little bit more because at least it's not sort of like uh, dealing with my interface it looks like it's speeding things up a little bit more like you guys seem more reactionary well, there's been no issues since yeah I haven't heard any chopping since you turned your video off yeah that's maybe it All right. yeah okay. it's a shame well... we don't get to see your face <laughs> okay okay a shame. well maybe, maybe... Well... It's a strong word, isn't it? It's a strong word. I was going to cue guessing the player, the song, but like you guys can't hear guessing the player when I play it as a song anyway, so there's no point in me introducing that into the mix and making it even worse, is there, to be honest? Um, no. Hopefully, hopefully things are going to be okay. We're having a bit of a choppy start, but hopefully things are going to be okay. How are you lads anyway? You all right? Yeah, not bad. Just been busy yeah. with work and stuff. What about you? Yeah, not much to be honest. I've just finished one of my last uni assignments, so got one more to go till the end of the year, and then I'm sorted. So sweet. Yeah, sorted for the Sutton game. So yeah, because I'm I'm having to drive down as well. I'm so not looking, and it doesn't mean even mean anything anymore. Twelve thirty start. Yeah. <laughs> I'm setting off the day before, immediately after I finish work, then going down there, sleeping for a few hours, then it'll be the Sutton game, then driving back up that night because I start placement in a school the next day. 
which I'll be working all week in in the school to then go to work on the Sunday. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna have no breaks. Well, like, that's dedication because you booked it knowing that it might not mean anything. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't quite mean nothing, but I guess we can get onto that. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, as long as you two are alright, because I'm fucking fuming. <laughs> About what the? I am fucking. I started. I started my day at work today, and I wasn't that fucking angry. And when I started my day at work, ended my day at work today, I was fucking fuming. And I'll tell you both why. I'll tell you both why. And hopefully this internet's going to be able to keep up and fucking stabilise itself because I'm really struggling to see you, t- you two beautiful faces like in motion because it's all stop starty at the moment. It's all very stop start. Well, let's hear why, any... so why are you fuming? Yeah. So basically I came in this morning and uh, Mr. Video Analysis Man himself, JB, uh, was the first man that I saw this morning. And his first question was, where were you last night? Um, and I kind of forgot about it, but it was the players' uh, awards ceremony last night, and um, you know, I was just yeah. sort of like, well, you know, nobody, nobody mm-hmm. really invited me, nobody sort of extended an invitation to me, so I wasn't just going to turn up, you know, like it would have been nice to have gone there, like, but you know, I wasn't going to yeah. make a big deal out of it, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a big deal, but then about fifteen minutes later, Paul Gerard, where were you last night, mate? No one gave me an invite. I, I can't just turn up over to Eden Garden on my own wearing a free piece suit and expect to get in, you know, like an invitation would be quite nice. And then yeah. what about 15 minutes later again, Captain Feeney's asking me where I was last night. And again, I have to give him the same excuse. And when you have to keep answering that fucking question, lads, eventually <laughs> you'll start asking yourself, why the fuck, where the fuck was I last night? That's what you'll start asking yourself. You'll start asking yourself, <laughs> why the fuck wasn't I invited last night? If all of you lot think I should have fucking been there, why the fuck wasn't I invited last night? And it's a very good question to ask. But at the end of the day, lads, don't fucking worry about it because I'm going to be... Oh, <laughs> I'm not, don't worry, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> How's it probably bothering you? Yeah, we can't see and if he's bobbing his head back. around and stuff. Oh, you know I'm bopping my head around. You know I'm bopping my head around. <laughs> Welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is, of course, episode 100. And let me look at my notes. Six, seven, seven, 107. Bloody hell, last week's episode just flew by. And I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the two men I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. I'm talking about Wills and Leo. Are you all right, boys? How are we doing? Yeah, not too bad. Well, not great. Not for Saturday. No, not great after Saturday. And I've, I've, I've told them, I've told all the lads. <laughs> I mean, I've told all the lads. I've told all the lads, you know, after they pissed me off today, I won't be holding back tonight. Like I've said, I'm recording the podcast tonight and I will not be holding back about any of you. So I hope you all bloody listen. I hope you're all bloody listening now because I'm about to let loose on all of you. But before... I let loose, and before we get this crushing review on its way, we have to start things off with a little bit of tradition, and hopefully something that's going to cheer me up. That's right, lads. It's time for the Blue Army Podcast Joke of the Week. Is he up for the laugh? I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army Podcast Joke of the Week. Get it, boys. Here we go. Right, here we go. Ready? 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 Here we go. 
How many tickles would it take to tickle an octopus? Ten tickles. Ah, um, <laughs> Deadwood's on it. <laughs> Deadwood's on it from the off. Yeah, you're right, mate. You're right. Yeah. How many tentacle? How many tickles would it take to tickle a octopus? Denwood, you've got it. What is it, mate? Tickles. <laughs> yeah, tentacles. Well done, pal. Uh, well done. Hey, and hey, since hey. you're taking the lead on the joke of the week, <laughs> you may as well carry on taking the lead. And everybody's. Favorite duo segment. That's right, boys. It's time for the League Two Roundup, where we get to find out what's been happening. <laughs> what is when you can't more and more ridiculous And I just try and imagine what he's doing. <laughs> it's the League Two. Roundup with Liam and Wales. You want to wake up and sound, put your hands up and sound. A bit channeling Lulu there, yeah. guys. I was channeling Lulu for years. Now, obviously, the listeners won't be able to appreciate the fact that uh, I've, had to okay. cut, I've had to cut my uh, video feed to the two of you to hopefully speed up the audio connection, which will hopefully make this podcast a lot more enjoyable to the listener. So when there are references made to the fact that the boys can't see me, that's a why, that's a why. But uh, boys, let's find out what's happening here and there to the League 2 Roundup with Liam and Wills. Who's taking the lead, boys? Um, Should we start with the relegation picture and um, move up? Yeah. Or even, I'll start a little bit lower than the League Two relegation. Even. Are we going to start, start right down National there? League promotion. Ah, then. Uh, well, Wrexham already up, which I absolutely hate because I cannot be bothered putting up with them all next season. And everyone going, oh, look how fantastic yeah, it is the Wrexham in shape and the surprise they do well. Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan of them. Uh, but yeah, their season's finished now. The National League season has finished. Uh, so the playoff picture is set in stone. It's going to be anyone from Notts County, Chesterfield, Walking Barnet, Boreham Wood and Bromley. Now, Notts County finishing with 107 points. You know, that they're more than, what is that? That's 23 points above third. They're obviously going to yeah. be the favourites in the playoffs. Plus, I think they come into the playoffs at a later stage in the National League because they finished in second. Yeah, it's a funny arrangement, isn't it, Dali? Are you able to explain exactly how it works? <laughs> I don't think... Anyone knows how it actually works. Yeah. <laughs> but but if, if I could guess, I believe 7th, 6th, 5th and 4th all play first. And then it's a semi-final. And then, it, yeah, because they're the quarterfinals. And then it'll be second against one of those teams that wins and third against one of those teams that wins. So okay. second and third come in at a later stage in the semi-final, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully I've explained that. Okay, but yeah. I've noticed there's a lot of sort of new teams in the playoffs. I mean, Notts County obviously aren't as new, being the ones that are probably going to win it. But when was the last time like Chesterfield, Walking Barnet, Bournemouth, Bromley were in the league? Like it's it's been a while. I can't remember the last time any, any of those teams was in was there. That, I think wasn't that long. Chesterfield were in the league. Yeah, well, that's that's the one I think about. But even then, that was that was still quite a good few years ago. I think it's it'll be more than ten years ago since they Chesterfield. They it'll be a long time ago. It was when I don't know, yeah. I mean, we were in League Two at the time ourselves, so it was kind of like 2017, it was, it's not not that far away. Okay, um, 
Also yeah. Barnett were in that league as well. So. <laughs> but it but it feels like a long time ago. That's that's more yeah. than five years ago anyways. Um Barnett don't belong in League Two, they never did. I mean we've no. got the prospect of a team like Borden Wood. Well they're the one that the like I like little teams like that coming up. Until no, Bottom Wood are horrible. Bottom Wood are horrible. <laughs> I believe Bottom Wood, more Sagaf. No, he plays for Dagenham and Redbridge. He used to play for Bottom Wood. Ah, yeah. Uh, South End just missed out on it on 69 points. But mm-hmm. yeah, look, decent sort of running clubs there. And I'd, any of them, I think, will be, they'll be okay when they come up. There's that been a long, long time since the teams come up and then come straight back yeah. down. But I mean, Chesterfield will be a good way to. Not County, I'm not too sure, but they're such a historic club that I'd like to see them come back up. It would seem somewhat unfair. Um, yeah, with how many points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's football. Um, that's classic football, isn't it? Yeah, they're not. They're, they're not, they're not going to be the ones unfair. that go up just because they've done um, well all season. It's going to yeah, be the. But they broke team. the points total. Bromley. They broke yeah. the record for points in the season and not gone up, just because Wrexham broke that same record in the same season. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the going the other the way, isn't it? yeah, because well, there's a lot of talk about clubs that there being two automatic promotion places from the, the conference. Now, I don't think that's going to happen because Wrexham have gone up automatically. Like, I genuinely think the the thing with that if, was that Ryan Reynolds was trying to drive it yeah, forward. I think if yeah. Wrexham stayed down, then then it would have happened. Yeah, it depends who else has got like money and influence down there because they're always. There was some. It's sketchy, isn't it? It, it is really sketchy. Yeah, I mean, as I understand it, Borden Wood's main source of money is that um, Arsenal women use their ground. <laughs> but, and like, um, um, and uh, Borden Wood uh, people might remember as the team that trashed our dressing room when we played them in the FA Cup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've, to be honest, it's them and Hartlepool. Hartlepool and Rochdale, oh, it's nice being confirmed. Uh, Crawley got a point, which was enough to keep them in the league. Hartlepool, even though they beat uh, Barra, <laughs> very funny, um, they're going to be going down with Rochdale, and them two clubs are going to be going down to the National League. And it's the first time Rochdale have been down at the National League for a long, long time. You know, They've been a football league club for a long time. Um, I think, was it 100 years or something? They've been in the Football League? Yeah, I saw something. They're one of those clubs that, kind of like we were when we went down, you know, it's your first time ever getting relegated at that point. But um, they've been, yeah, they've been very slowly kind of like declining over a period of years, it seems. Yeah, because it was a few years ago when we played them in the, League Cup, and I think the winner of that then went on to play Man United. We went down to 10 men, not through a red card, but through just loads of injuries. Stefan Skugel went off injured, I remember, because uh, I was at this game. I was at Rochdale. It's the first time I've been down to that stadium. Yeah, I remember, the, I remember them coming down, and I remember thinking, oh, they were quite good when we played them in League One. And then they stayed like mid-table that next season. I was like, oh, they're okay still. And now they're well below us, and they're going down to the National League. You think, oh, that's just how fast a club like that can drop but it also means that if we stay down we're going to spend another year talking about Crawley um, so yeah, um, you know silver linings they do give I mean, us it's, content it, you know, it, it, it's done us a lot of content this year lads we can't really piss you know we can't really slag them off too much in too many yeah. reactions you know they've given us a lot of minutes. I mean they seem, <laughs> seem to be slowly yeah they seem to be slowly learning their lesson about 
saying and doing stupid things. So yeah, uh, fuck. I just got a fucking text message um, off Mark Birch. Uh, who's, who's, yeah. For people that don't know, he's the Carlisle United youth coach. Just putting in uh, his order. He's, he's made, he's made it worse. Like he's made it 10 times worse, right? Apparently, I was mentioned by Paul Simpson in his fucking speech. It's not better, though. So, like, that was nice not to be there for that. Really nice not to be there for that. Really appreciate not being invited <laughs> to uh, Paul Simpson's uh, speech, where apparently he mentioned uh, him appreciating my efforts. So, uh, once again, uh, many thanks goes out to my employer and the club, in fact, for remembering me uh, during no, yeah. such a momentous <laughs> evening um, uh, for them to mention me but obviously forget to invite me. So um, so thanks for that. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, Birchie, for making that one feel extra special. Anyway, where were you, boys? Sorry about that. Can't say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just handing over back to Wills because that's pretty much my pretty end much, of the table yeah. covered. Sorry, Wills. Yeah, so I'm going to go. Mate. Yeah, let's, let's, oh. what have you got on the League 2 roundup? Sorry, boys. A bit distracting, well, you might kind say. Of like when... Yeah, we're moving up to the very top of the table. Upwards where... and onwards sounds nice. Yes, I'll try and do that as well. Yeah. Sorry, Will. Leighton Orient have been confirmed as champions for about a week now. But just on Saturday, Stevenage beat Grimsby Town 2-0. And that confirms their promotion to League One. Uh, Northampton Town, they went and got Beat by Bradford and more on Bradford later, but Northampton lost 2 1 at six fields, and that leaves them on 80 points, only two points ahead of Stockport, who have now won their last two games. So, going into the final game of the season, Northampton and Stockport, that's not yet decided who's getting promoted. Northampton fans will probably remember, you know. Last season, when they missed out on the final day, um, it'll be funny, won't it? If it happens yeah. again, it'll be so. so doesn't funny. quite, yeah. It doesn't quite require <laughs> such a turnaround this time because Stockport have got a much better goal difference. So I know, but it would be so funny for them to miss out on goal difference two years oh, in a row. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so a uh, Tranmere, you know, another team, you know, that they you should expect them to beat, but. Northampton draw, Stockport win, Stockport go up. Northampton win, Northampton go up. And if he, Stockport need to win to have any chance of going up, but if they, so you know, bit of a bit of jeopardy there in the finally. We could have been involved in that had we beaten Salford at the weekend, but defeat leaves us on seventy five points. We would have been on seventy eight, along with Stockport had we got that win. So we are. Stuck down in the playoffs. Um, Mansfield got beat though, two uh, one, at home to Harrogate Town, uh, our bogey team, doing us a bit of a favour here, because that leaves Mansfield three points behind ourselves, Salford and Bradford, all on seventy five points, making up um, the other three teams in the playoffs, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Um, looking at the goal differences, you'd have to say that we're out of reach of Mansfield. Touch wood, we all know what happened to Northampton last season, but we have eight points. Oh, sorry, eight points, eight goals advantage on Mansfield. So 
they wouldn't have to just win and us lose. They would have to, you know, overturn an eight-point goal difference. Um, Salford and Bradford, perhaps a little bit more, you know, catchable for Mansfield. Uh, they're both on 19 goal difference, Mansfield on 15. So only a four-goal turnaround mm-hmm. on the final day. Mansfield could nick in ahead of Salford or Bradford. But that's all outside. Yeah, so you forgot about that. So thanks for reminding me. Bradford do have a game in hand. It's against Crew on Tuesday. If Bradford win that, then then they're well. If if Bradford win that, actually they could also go on to seventy eight points, which puts them in line to Bradford could still go up automatically. And I've only just noticed that now. But they'd have to beat Crew. And that'll put them on that 78 points, just two points behind Northampton. They have the same goal difference as Northampton at the moment. So, obviously, if they beat Crew, they'll have better goal difference than Northampton. So, that's something to watch there. Um, and then it's pretty much going to... It looks like we're, look, we're going to have Stockport, Carlisle, Solford and Bradford in the playoffs. Uh, Mansfield's just an outside chance. Northampton... You know, chance that they could end up in the playoffs, but most likely it's going to be the four teams in the playoffs. Mansfield, I'd kind of counted them out looking at Carlisle, but if Bradford lose both of their next two games and Mansfield win, that's there's only a four goal difference in none of the minute for well, them to go yeah. level on points. Like yeah, Bradford would it. need to lose the next two. I mean, but yeah, it, it gives Mansfield something to play for, doesn't it? Massively, massively. Yeah, well, on the final, so on the final day of the season, uh, Bradford are home to Leighton Orient. You know, Leighton Orient got beat at the weekend. They've already kind of done what they need to do on the beach now. So, you know, will they just get beat again? Uh, Salford against Gillingham. You know, they're a decent team, Gillingham. Um, of course, we've got Sutton, who, well, you know, we'll maybe talk about this later. But Sutton have lost their last six in a row and have just been thrashed by Rochdale. So if we can't be Sutton, we maybe don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And um, Stockport, uh, they face relegated Hartlepool. So yeah, um, there's. I I still think it'll be the four teams in the playoffs that finish in the playoffs. But yeah, um, chance there for Bradford, uh, Bradford and Mansfield. And Stockport are the teams that'll be playing for something really on that last gate on that last day of the season. Quick look in League One and see what's sorted, who's coming down. Mm-hmm. So Forest Green Rovers have been relegated for Yonks. They are eighteen points adrift of safety. It is no seventeen. Seventeen points adrift. Um, yeah, and that'll be three out of five teams. Uh, those teams are Oxford United who, to be fair, it would take something of a miracle for them to go down because they're three points clear and have at least 16 points advantage, a 16 goal difference advantage. So for Oxford to go down, someone's going to have to win like 16-0. So pretty much Oxford are safe. So it's Milton, it's MK Dons, Morecambe, Cambridge and Accrington Stanley. Accrington Stanley, 
<laughs> well, we might find out next season if we stay down because I can understand they have three points from safety and with a much worse goal difference. So Accrington Stanley probably down. So that basically makes it between two out of MK Dons, Morecambe and Cambridge. Cambridge have a game in hand, so they could be, you know, not safe, but you know, they could take a huge step to, towards yeah. safety if they win midweek. I'll tell you um, what, it's, it's, Morecambe... like, it's nice that a man of uh, Liam Denwood's generation gets that Accrington yeah. Stanley reference. Like, I, I, I can't, I'm is, just yes. really impressed <laughs> by like, you actually it. coming out Everyone with that. Knows that. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, so it's, it's not easy to decide who's going to go down because Morecambe have won their last three in a row. They're level on points with MK Dons, but. Um, you know, I have to have a look and see who they're playing on the last day of the season. They are against. Da, 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 I can't, can't see them. Where MK are they? Dons. No, there's no um kind of there's no games between. Morecambe Exeter it is. Ah, uh, so yeah, um, Oxford play Accrington Stanley. Um, both those teams have said pretty much aren't in the battle. Accrington probably down. Oxford probably safe. Um, yeah, Cambridge. Face Exeter, who have lost their last five. So, um, no, sorry, Morecambe, who've won the last three. Face Exeter, who have lost their last five. So, there's a decent chance there for Morecambe to to pull off an escape with a you know another win on the final day. Um, I think, it, and I, I think they might. I think it could be uh, Forest Green, Accrington, Cambridge, and MK Dons are going to be my tips to come down. I think Morecambe will survive. Right, okay. So some fucking big teams potentially coming down, but not the old Morecambe flow, eh? Well, they might come down, but as I say, they've got that... They're on good form against someone on bad form, and if you know if they get a win on the final day of the season and MK Dons don't, who are... Could well, you know, Morecambe could well survive. Still plenty left to play um, for at the bottom end of League One. Yeah, it is. It's pretty open there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I've got to say. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. And as we always do during the League Two Roundup, we get to find out what's been happening here. Happening there. With Liam and Willsy Boo. The podcast's only about half an hour. Take away all the jingles. <laughs> hey, that was all right. I didn't yeah. that. That <laughs> even have that bit written down. Happy with that. Um, I'll move on to the Carlisle United related news, and as tangential wow. as it could possibly get, former manager Chris Beach <laughs> and former player Adam Murray, both respectively director of football and manager at Flid. AFC, or Flyd AFC, however you want to say it, achieved it's promotion. It's definitely not Flid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, filed is. Does it matter? Does it matter? Filed. Does it really matter? <laughs> Both achieved promotion <laughs> from the National League North Premier into the National League Conference. So, in other words, the league that Wrexham have just been promoted out of is now the new home of Flyd AFC. <laughs> I just flied now. Flied. Fair enough. It's closer and, uh, than Flid. 
lid. It's, it'll do. It'll definitely have to do for now anyway as we move on to the next bit of news, which is a little bit closer to home. And former Carlisle United defender Danny Granger has led Workington Reds to promotion from the National League North into the National League North Premier. And, uh, I mean, congratulations to him and Workington. Obviously, Kai Nugent on loan being a part of that big promotion putch. And Liam Denwood has just put on his scarf. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a Workington red scarf. It is a Workington red scarf. (laughs) A Workington red scarf. Um, So, uh, it's great news. Uh, it's fantastic for the local area. The higher divisions the local clubs play in, the better of which you would hope that we'd have a, a, a loan network, basically, to play at a higher division if we were loaning these youth players out to, you know? Kai Nugent going to the next level next season, potentially, or maybe even higher. We'll see. Um, in other ex Carlisle United defenders players news Jared Branthwaite has won the first silverware of his career that's right the cup everybody grows up dreaming winning <laughs> it's the Dutch cup uh, the Dutch is that what it's called the Dutch cup the Dutch cup <laughs> well to you and me it is the Dutch cup <laughs> <laughs> it's the Dutch cup um, It's uh, he won with PSV Eidenhoven uh, who eventually won the game on penalties um, but it was unfortunately uh, an own goal scorer on the evening the first own goal scorer in a Dutch Cup final since 1996 a little bit of trivia there for <laughs> you uh, Jared Braithwaite breaking records both personal and domestically congratulations to him on the first silverware of his career obviously still on loan from Everton now the big news when it comes to Carlisle United is obviously London feed in the words. Yeah, that I didn't get to go to. Yeah. What the <laughs> <laughs> I love like, cool. yeah, he just oh, out there and then he came back, back that. just in that. <laughs> no, we'll have to cover it. It's fine. We'll cover it. So I'll go over it very quickly. <laughs> Apparently, from what I read in the newspaper, because I wasn't there, um, Owen Moxon won the Fans Player of the Year Award, the Away Fans Player of the Year Award, the London's Branch Player of the Year Award, the Season Tickets Fans Player of the Year Award, and the News and star readers voted for fans player of the year award so that's five awards for owen moxon in total uh ryan edmondson won the bucket of uh the, the commemorative bucket of champagne thing the london brand champagne bucket moment award for his last minute winner against swindon Remember that header on the back yeah. post? I'm sure we yeah. all do. Celebrating with Paul Huntington in front of the away fans. Uh, Kai Nugent won the Youth Player of the Season, which is which is quite funny because if Kai Nugent was there, he wouldn't have been old enough to drink. But you know, if I was there, I would have been old enough to drink. But I don't I don't <laughs> want to dwell on it. You know, if I was there, or I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Obviously, <laughs> I, I've covered that. Um, the women's. <laughs> Player of the year went to uh, a player called Chelsea Norris. Uh, so congratulations to her. And how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mr. Toby Show Silver picked up an award from the PFA. Yes, he's the goalkeeper. Yeah, mate. Um, From the PFA for his commitment to community uh, support. So congratulations to all of those people. Owen Moxon, Ryan Edmondson, Kai Nugent, Chelsea Norris and Toby (laughs) Show Silver. Unfortunately, I couldn't say it in person because I wasn't invited. Um, but that, yeah. no, no, I was apparently I was mentioned in Paul Simpson's speech, but you know that was that's nice and stuff. But I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't invited for anything. Um, so we won't dwell on it, boys. We'll move on. So that that's the news from the from the season awards. And um, I mean, thank thank fuck we got through that because it's time for maybe my favourite segment of the show, gentlemen. It's many people's second favourite game of the show, but I, I it's slowly becoming my favourite. I'll be honest with you. It's time for. True blue or not a blue? Diddly 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 do. Are you ready, boys, for this week's installment? It's 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 it might be potentially your uh, you know your last chance to uh, to get four out of four on the true blue or not a blue for the season. I was born ready. Oh wow, Denwood's really <laughs> confident. Will, are you feeling confident this week? Um, yeah, yeah, I think um, I think we're going to get it this one. If Very quickly, a time on a to scale do it, of now. 1 to 10, Will, how confident are you? 11. Ooh, Liam, how confident are you? 12. All right, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> but right now, the season is 1998 and... Sorry, 1988 and 1989. Oh. Oh. Liam, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you now? <laughs> what? <laughs> Five, six is a good score, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's dropped down to a six in my skill. It's dropped down to a six, you know, almost half as much. Will, how confident are you now? Exactly, half as much. Um, twenty. I'm just. I, I wow, think, I think more confident. Will. He's made he's up for me. He's made up off. for me. He's trying yeah. to throw me off. He's trying to throw me off. Right, boys, it's time to play true blue or not a blue. As always during the game, it is a possibility that all the names on the list are completely made up, and all the names on the list are. A true blue. Gentlemen, it's time to play. True blue or not a blue. Dilly 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 do. The first name on the list, gentlemen, is Brent Heatherington. Not a clue. Brent. I don't think there weren't that many people called Brent in the 80s. Brent Heatherington. Is it a few noise leaves by any chance? What's that? 
Do you know if Liam's a, a office fan by any chance? Is this a? I don't know. Um, I think not because I've heard the name Heverington recently. I can't remember from why, and I think he's just gone off that wherever I've heard it from. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, not a blue. All right, we're saying not a blue for Brent Heatherington. Gentlemen. Yeah. Brent Heatherington. Was a true blue, I'm oh. afraid. I'm really sorry. You've got off to a terrible start. Brent Hetherington was a striker for Carlisle United in the 1988 oh. 1989 season. We'll move on to the second one in true blue or not a blue. What's that? Sorry. Um, no, they had they had um, George Ogani at the game. That it was. I'm trying to think if that's maybe where I've heard it from. He hit the crossbar. My love was serving in the horse box. Um, yeah, uh, the second name on the list, gentlemen, is Mike Graham. Doesn't really matter now. <laughs> well, I mean, I you can equal your score. Just go for it. True quickly, blue, then, I guess. True blue, true blue, true blue. Yep, yep. True blue, Mike Graham. Is it true blue? Well done, boys. You oh, broke through that one. The third one. On we the need list. to stop thinking about it. Yeah, that's it. The first one. <laughs> the third one on the list is Tim Fitzgerald. Not a blue. No. Say not a blue. It's yeah. not a blue. Well done. We're doing well on quickfire. <laughs> well the last one on the list, gentlemen, is Archie Stevens. True blue. Will straight in there. I'll, I'll, I'll go with your confidence here. I've got a vague feeling that there is somebody called Archie who played for his. Archie Stevens, gentlemen. Is a true blue. Well done. <laughs> you stormed through it in the last few. <laughs> You absolutely blew through it in the last few, gentlemen. Well done. You've managed to equal your all-time best score of 3-3. Three, I mean, three. You've got a few of them. You've got quite a lot of threes, yeah. yeah you've got loads of threes. threes. You are competent at the game. You just can't get a clean house yet. <laughs> you know? We've established that you know how to play the game and you can be pretty good at the game. We just can't complete the game just yet. So we'll have to look forward to that. We'll have to do it again next week, gentlemen. That's what we'll have to do. We'll have to do it again next week. And... Uh, yeah, we'll move on to the match report for Carla United's three uh, two defeat this weekend. That was against Salford. And as I always do, I'll give you the starting lineup for the game, which features Hoyley and Nets, Barkley, Huntington, Whelan, and Armour across the back line with Moxon, Guy, and Mellish in the midfield, Edmondson, Dennis, and Patrick playing as a front three up. Run and uh, lads, the first half was, uh, I mean, to be polite, woeful, uh, to be completely honest. Uh, there was, to be fair, a nice bit of build up play from Salford down the right hand side, and uh, it was Mr. I mean, Adam Bolton, I think his name is, that was able uh, to slit in Hendry, the attacker, the number nine. And it was, uh, I mean, it was a good finish at the end of the day, but. Will, was it too easy for Carlisle United to be cut open on that occasion? They were both poor goals. Um, both kind of de- defensive errors, just slack defending. Um, I think like for the first 10 minutes or so, or up until the first goal, I kind of thought Salford didn't really threaten us that much. And I was, I was still kind of confident that we would find the goals. But yeah, we just kind of um, conceded 
in what twice in fairly is it fairly quick comes yeah five minutes yeah yeah just just both poor goals just both kind of like giving them far too much space to put crosses in not closing down all that sort of stuff basic stuff now do you think these two opening goals Liam are a result of us trying to adjust having a back four instead of a back five yeah I I don't think any of them were particularly defended well um I think Ben Barkley played quite poorly like and, and that's the thing if you're going to play a back five you can't if you're going to play a back four you can't play that back four with four center backs and a left back you know you've got to have a right back if you're going to play that back four um I think Ben Barkley he looks good in the back five doesn't look good in the back four I just don't know why he's done it I I, I don't think we've ever played well when we've gone back to, to a back four um He's had so much success with a back five, and I don't know why he would change yeah. it. Well, he's pushed Mellish up into midfield during games, but yeah. and when he's done it at the right time, it, yeah, it's basically the normal starting lineup we'd we'd have for if we were doing a three-five-two, but. We've just pushed Malish up into midfield from the very beginning. Yeah. That's how it seemed anyway. Yeah, and things went to bad to worse for Carlisle, as you both said. Both goals um, come in within five minutes of each other. It was really simple through the middle football. But, I mean, what's going on with Thomas Hoyley's hands there? Is he, I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of coming straight towards his face. And then, you know, he makes a, a deflection, but it's not a strong deflection. It's, I don't know, it's as if he's just sort of parrying the ball away from his face and he's not really trying to save it. I don't, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Liam, what, what do you think's happened there? It's the second goal. Yeah, I've, well, it's not great, is it? I think he might have been a little bit unlucky because I'm not sure if he does take a deflection or not, but if it, if it has taken a deflection, that'll have a massive part to do with it. It just seems to have gone through his hands because he he did get two hands to it. It's just proper crisp packet hands. He's, they've just gone right through his hands, and it's <laughs> it, it it is woeful from him. Well, what did you think was happening uh, with Thomas Oily there? His positioning's wrong. Is is his hands just not strong enough? Like what's what what do you think's going through his head? Um, I think he's probably just not ready for the shot coming in. Um. You know, it's just kind of like part of the overall poor defending that led to that goal. Um, giving them too much space. Um, goalkeeper not being prepared for the shot. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, I, I got you just right towards the end of it. <laughs> uh, you said the goal. That's pretty much. That's pretty much all I got, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Carla United's, you know, <laughs> that's all I said. Second half after a couple of boos, um, which obviously did something to them, and a bit of a telling off by Paul Simpson as well, mm-hmm. and a couple of changes before the first goal came in because the first goal was made. Uh, or the first Carl United goal was scored by a substitution. It was a really, really top quality ball in from Owen Moxon, which found the head of Joey Garner, who managed to just 
perfectly place it curling inside that post and right in front of the Warwick Road end. It meant a lot to him. It meant a lot to the game. And at that point, you know, the momentum really did feel like it was with Carla United. Will, what can you say about the quality of that header and the ball in from Owen Moxon? Yeah, it was a good ball in, good header. Um, he'd well, he thought he scored just before it as well, which so, he had, by um, the way. That was definitely not offside. The referee's yeah. admitted that, hasn't he? It's all came out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now it's a good goal. I say, good ball in, good header. Yeah, really quality stuff, Liam. Does this justify maybe starting Joey Garner in the next game? Maybe, but I, I do like him coming off the bench. He might he might be one of those players that is sort of a super sub, especially at his age. I'm not sure he's got the legs to do a full 90 minutes. Um, I think he's probably, you know, off, off the back of that game, he, you know, it'll go down as him scoring one goal, but he scored two and he was the one that won the penalty. So it's very difficult to drop him after that game. Uh, so it'll, I think Edmondson and him would work well as a front two. I thought Edmondson was playing quite well in the first half, although he went off at half time. Yeah, I think that was just to avoid him getting sent off, though, wasn't it? Because like, he got a he got a bad yellow through yeah frustration. Um, it was Paul Simpson trying to avoid a red card. Uh, he probably should have tried a bit harder. <laughs> well, you can't just take everyone. <laughs> yeah, you've got to rely. You've got to rely on a few people to to be able to do a professional job. But unfortunately, we couldn't really rely on a certain Mister John Mellish on this occasion. Uh, the second Carlisle United goal came with a lot to talk about. Uh, Owen Moxon with a fantastic ball in found Joe Garner, who squared the ball into the centre uh, towards Jamie Devitt, and uh, I mean it was just a mad scramble. And I don't really know exactly yeah. what contact caused the penalty to be called a penalty. Uh, looking back on the replay, it was probably had something to do with Joe Garner's initial uh, ball into the box and the fact yeah. that that didn't lead to a scoring opportunity, maybe being an advantage played by the referee, because I don't really see much of the contact. Uh, but once the penalty was awarded... Uh, John Mellish goes to sort of retrieve the ball or at least celebrate maybe or go and check on Joe Garner and is pushed in the back by the Salford City number six. And uh, instead of maybe going down to the ground and, uh, you know, trying to soak it up and, and get the number six sent off, John Mellish reacts in a very volatile manner, turns round and pushes the number six to the ground and is very quickly met with a red Cards and uh, I mean his body language says it all. He knows exactly uh, he shouldn't have done what he did, and there's not really much he can argue about once the red card comes out. But lads, you know we've got retrospect, which is what we've got. Um, surely this is going to get overturned, and you know, or at least the Salford player is going to get a red card, isn't he, Wills? Like surely this is going to be some kind of equaling of the playing field here. We, I mean, we can't we can't risk appealing it because if we appeal, as things stand, we'd have Mellish back for the final. Should we get to the playoff yeah. final, he'll miss Sutton and the two playoff semi final legs. Um, if we appeal it, we're just risking losing him for the final. So I'm not. I'm not sure we will. It looked to me like he pushed him in the chest, and I think it would have to be a push in the face for it to be a straight red card like 
like he got, but um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's probably a bit too risky. What do you think, Liam? I think I think they will appeal it. Um, there's no guarantee you're going to get to the final, especially yeah. if you don't have John Mellish. Um, not to mention if we end up playing Stockport in the playoffs, we're going to be down to just two centre backs being available. Ben Barkley not being able to play, so it yeah. would really help us having John Mellish. What encourages me is a very, very small one, nigh on identical to John Mellish's one, um, and they got that overturned. So I think they'll go for it. And, I've, and Paul Simpson said in one of his interviews after the game that he doesn't know, but as it stands, they think they're going to repeal it. So I think they'll appeal it, and I think they'll probably get it overturned. And if it, if they don't, someone needs to happen because it's just bias. Yeah, you'd like to see it overturned. You'd like to see it overturned. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yet to be seen. Yet to be seen. Yet we'll we'll keep a we'll keep an eye out for that update. Obviously, um, but there was that one by Lou Barry that was um, overturned recently. That's a very similar incident. So yeah, you'd, you'd you know you'd hope you'd hope the trend continues on on those kind of uh, incidents. The penalty uh, that was scored by Dennis. It's a very cultured finish. He waits for the goalkeeper to flinch. And then he just places it in the opposite corner, uh, left foot, left side. If the keeper goes the right way, it's, it's it's not a good penalty. But that's you know you can tell that's why Dennis has kind of waited and showed his nerve there for the keeper to make the first mm. initial move. And it's a really good penalty. Two two, momentum going in Carlisle United's favour. You would say even with the red cards, but unfortunately. After Jamie Devitt was injured, Carlisle United were really lacking numbers and it all came crumbling down, didn't it, boys? Unfortunately, the same man popped up again, Adam Barton coming in from the left-hand side and taking a monstrously large touch across the edge of our area, which would have been easily cleared by, I don't know, somebody called John Mellish, if he happened to be on the pitch. It was his area, as Paul Simpson rightly pointed out in a post-match interview, and it would have been easily cleared had he been on the pitch. And yeah, he's, he's, he's curled it in top corner. And even still, from that kind of a distance... Even with a pretty good finish, I still kind of feel like Thomas Hoyley should do better from those positions. Will, am I being too harsh there? Or is that a really good finish? Um, I don't know. I think, I mean, from where I was, it looked just like it was a really good finish. Um, you know, down the other end of the pitch, it just looked like a wonder goal, kind of just curling beautifully into the back of the net. Not beautifully from my perspective. Um, haven't really had a look at it since, so I can't kind of comment on whether I think Holy should have saved it, but um, it was definitely a good finish. Yeah. Liam, do you think there's anything in that? You know, he's definitely... But there's not really much you can do much about that. It's, it's, a, it's a very good finish. Uh, I think if he does save it, you think, oh my God, what a save, but you can't blame him for that goal. No, no, fair enough, fair enough. And did you see, like, after Dennis scored the penalty, there was that bit where he's, like, sort of, like, running away with the ball and then, like, he gets into sort of, like, a bit of a verbal exchange with a centre-back and then he kind of, like, bluffs like he's going to throw it into the ground and then he just boots it into the crowd. No, no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I just thought it was really Whether the referee should have uh, picked up on, probably. Well, he did. Dennis got a yellow card for it. Oh, right, okay. Oh, no, I haven't seen it then. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, it's just really weird, just like a really weird thing to do. So I just wanted to comment on that anyway. Um, obviously, it's always difficult when Carl United lose to give a man of the match, but there was, you know, some pretty good moments here and there along the way. So I do feel like we could at least single somebody out for some kind of plaudits. And uh, I mean, I'll get the ball rolling. I'm going to give it to the man that won five awards last night at the Carla United Awards evening. Yeah. Uh, not, not not that I was there. I just read it in the newspaper. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> by the by, um, yeah, I'm going to give it to Owen Moxon. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man of the match to Owen Moxon. Some really good uh, passes in towards the box. It seemed like a lot of our attacking opportunities were really coming through him, particularly in this game. Uh, Will, yeah. who are you going to give your man of the match to? I'm going to Dana made a difference when he came on and he was involved in, you know, as you were saying, scored two goals, won a penalty. So, yeah, Dana. Well done. Well, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Well pointed out. It rarely goes to a substitute, does it? Liam, who are you going to give yours to? Well, I'm very much divided on the two that have already been said. But I think Joe Garner, if that goal's rightfully ruled for onside, I don't think anyone questions him getting one of the match. So, plus he won the penalty, you know, should have had free goal involvement, only has two. Joe Garner. Joey Garner, fair enough, fair enough. I can see both your points. It very rarely goes to a substitute, if not ever, but on this occasion, it very much has done. Lads, the last game of the official fixtured season is on Saturday, and it's against Sutton away. And as we always do here in the Blue Army podcast, we'll give some predictions for the weekend's game or Carl United's next game. And uh, Liam, why don't you kick us off this time? Well, Sutton are awful. So, nil nil? No. 2 uh, 0 to Carlisle. 2 0 to Carlisle's a pretty good shout, Will. Um, yeah, we've got to go for it, haven't we? We've got to try and further suspensions but at the same time we need to get a win before we go into the playoffs and we're against a team who are on terrible form and had just been thrashed by a relegated side so uh, 3-0 I'm going to say 3-0 it was 3-0 well I'm going to agree with you pal yep <laughs> yeah I'm back in Hope that one right. I, I think 3-0 is fair mate I think 3-0 is fair um, yeah, I definitely think 3 is fair. And uh, sorry, boys, I've been scrambling for my notes and I've been a little bit distracted because it's time for oh. everybody's favourite game. It's time for... Guess in the player. Guess in the player. Come on, boys. Guess in the player. Guess in the player. That's right. It's time. It's time. Oh, it's time. For everyone's favourite game, it's time for Guessing the Player. Last week, gentlemen, you left things with zero apiece. That's right, You none of you scored the points last week and Will spent his wicked wango card trying to claw back from a 12-10 deficit to Mr. Denwood this week. The first opportunity will go to Mr. Denwood. And it's his opportunity to extend his lead to a 15-10 lead and effectively, potentially, shut Will out for the rest (laughs) of 
the season if he can achieve a Grand Slam start of three points. Mr. Liam Denwood, how are you feeling going into what could be a title-deciding game of guessing the player? Well, I wasn't expecting to be a, be a 9-3 down once upon a time, but... <laughs> It's time. It's time. And Will, how are you feeling? Yeah. Now your opportunities are fewer and farther yeah. between to reclaim that lead. Well, I mean, it's just going to come down to, you know, this and the next one. I've got every chance of winning. So we'll just, we'll just go for it. That's right. We're just going to go for it because it's time for... Guessing the player. Here we go, boys. Mr. Denwood, it's your turn up first. And the first clue on this week's Guessing the Player is... This player has appeared for Carlisle United competitively 81 times and has scored 29 goals. Silence falls across. Um, Hallam Hope. Ooh, it's it's a very quick guess. And Liam Denwood's gone for Hallam Hope. And it's a very good guess. But it's not the right answer, I'm afraid. Will, very interestingly, you have yeah. been gifted the opportunity to reclaim the lead and make it 13-12 if you can guess... This on the first attempt, on the first clue, this yeah. particular player played for Carlisle United 81 recently, times. It? <laughs> well, it's been difficult. Yeah. 81 times and 29 goals. Who do you think it is, Will? 81 times and 29 goals. Who so... do we think it might be? I... I'm going to say it's Lee Miller. Oh, oh, that's a good shout, Will. A very good shout, but it's not the name I have on the piece of but, paper but today, not, I'm but, afraid. But it's not right. <laughs> it isn't right. It isn't right. And if you're lucky, you might get a chance to equalise here. But first, Liam's going to get a chance to extend his lead to 14-10 with the second clue on guessing the player. This player has played in two different Leagues outside of England. Um, is it is it Jorgana? Mr. Liam Denwood is saying Jorgana. What do you think it's Jorgana? I know he went to Cyprus. He went to Cyprus. That mean one at least. I can't think of the second one. Can't think of the second one. Bit of a lucky guess because Mr. Liam Denwood is correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the title is... is mine. The amount of lucky guesses you've had. <laughs> it <is>. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Was it Cyprus and what else? Cyprus else and Scotland. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Played for Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> There's no uh... luck involved. It's all skill. It's all in the, it's all in the dome. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, the last clue was um, his play. Uh, sorry, he started his career at Blackburn Rovers, so I'm sure you played a wicked Wango card there if you got that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought of him on the first one, you know, but I, I, I thought he might have scored more goals. Nah, nearly. Well, boys, what a game of guessing the player. Liam is very close to closing out the season now. Will's has last opportunity. Will be last week, next week, sorry, to uh, try and claw back and then maybe the week yeah. after reclaim his lead. But it's been a fantastic game of guessing the player. It's been a fantastic episode of the Blue Army podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can get 10% off if you go to John Watts uh, this weekend with your Carlisle United shirt slash season ticket. Enjoy yourselves a bit of John Watts. And uh, yeah, there isn't really anything else left for us to do, boys, to be completely honest, apart from saying... Bye for now. Bye Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.